The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for, ready to talk about sex with Jaya. Are you? Oh, talk? Oh, I just want to do it. (laughs) How about you, Victoria? I'm definitely ready to talk about sex with Jaya. (laughs) Today we are talking about sexual freedom through communication, and October is also kink month, so we have to throw in a little bit of kink here and there, even though this topic may seem like it's, uh, you know, just about talk. Believe me, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. Got to talk before you can get to the kink. Definitely. Very important. Yes. So, Victoria, share with us, um, you said you were reading a book recently that helped couples sort of communicate when they were in the mood and and some of those things. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, it's actually just something I stumbled upon. Um, Our site sells tons of books about uh, guides that are how-tos and the little invitations and love notes kinds of books that you can use. But this was actually just a novel where um, the main characters had been in therapy, they'd pretty much broken up and they were reconciling and there's a lot of pressure and a lot of rejection um, around reconnecting sexually and they both felt very vulnerable. And the therapist actually suggested that they use specific things as visual cues for when one of them was in the mood for sex so that they wouldn't have to come right out and say, hey, you know, I want to go upstairs right now, how about you? So one of their cues was to light a candle and to put it somewhere in the room where the other person was or to put it in the bedroom. So when candles were lit, it was a very clear signal to the other partner. You know, I'm feeling intimate. I want to have some time with you soon, not, you know, later tonight or immediately, but kind of a let's within the next few minutes or kind of thing. Um, And they also, there was a special scent that the wife wore when she wanted to let her husband know. Um, So it was was interesting, and it, it kind of seemed like a good idea to me to have the sensory cues and the visual cues as ways of letting your partner know what you're interested in doing. And D-Love, you actually tried this with uh, a partner that you had. I did, and I, you know, it was certainly an indicator of what was going on, but not necessarily in the way one would hope. Um, In the end of my uh, relationship from several years ago, we were trying things to open up communication, and we did a version of that with magnets on the refrigerator, and the idea was to um, put the magnet in the position of, like, which uh, level of sexuality or intimacy you you were at at that moment. And, you know, high being you're ready, want to get it on, 
too low. I'm not in the mood at all. Um, and I, it was actually a suggestion from my partner because she had read about it in some book or magazine. And so I jumped on it because I knew things were in trouble. And uh, my magnet did a lot of moving up and down, and her magnet didn't move at all. It stayed in the <laughs> low position. <laughs> the same place. Oh, well, poor D-Love. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. It was a big lesson for me. I mean, like the whole sexual, that, that relationship was just a com- such a lesson of uh, that I needed to get on my game sexually. Get on your game sexually. Yeah. Yeah. So, Victoria, um, you're from EdenFantasies.com. Mm-hmm. Um, just tell us a little bit about the site. I'd love to hear because you, you were on before and you mentioned a lot of great things. And um, tell us a little bit about, you said you had a really interesting review lately about something kinky, so I'd love to hear about that too. Yes. Uh, well, EdenFantasies.com is adult online retail, and we have about 15,000 products on the site, which is quite a lot. Um, but what sets us apart is we have a really strong community and a really big and thriving review program where people, when they purchase products, or we send them products for free, which um, it sounds too good to be true, but it's totally true, um, they write reviews, which are pretty structured, anywhere from 300 to 800 or more words on the product that they tried. So you get a firsthand experience about what you're looking at, and you can make a more informed decision. So we have about 11,000 reviews on the site. Um, We recently had a review, uh, a leather hood, which, you know, some people might think leather hoods and masks and things like that are for the submissives uh, when you're playing and that it's only for people who are seriously kinky and, you know, definitely into BDSM. But if you think about it, um, if you have a hood on, if you're wearing a mask, your partner can't see your expressions. And in that way, you're almost the dominant one. So you can use a hood or a mask both ways, either to hide your expressions and to be dominant and kind of intimidating and, you know, take that role, or you could use it for submission and sensory deprivation. So that's actually an interesting way you can tie communication and kink together for sexual play. So it's almost the opposite of communication where you're, you're sort of blocking the communication in order um, to be more in a dominant role. Right, exactly, exactly, or submissive role. Maybe it's hard for you to be submissive. Maybe it's hard for you to give up control, and you're literally cringing over it, and you kind of want to be able to, you know, scrunch your eyes closed and grimace because you're doing something that's a little bit of an edge play for you. So in that case, to kind of help you not be so self-conscious, a mask might also be a good idea, or if you don't want to know what's coming, you know, the total opposite of communication, full surprise, having a blindfold or something like that on, or not being able to say no because your partner already knows your boundaries and watches your body language, you could use something like a ball gag. So if your partner is very cued in to your body language and what you like and has a lot of experience playing with you, a ball gag would be a safe option for, um, you know, pushing play a little bit without the verbal communication. Um, also, like the the communication with BDSM and bondage and all this is super important, and um, like a nonverbal communication, nonverbal cues to make sure Absolutely. everybody's safe. Well, I mean, even simply just raising your hand to let your partner know if you have a gag in or having tapping on the bed or stiffening your legs, 
you know, every time you play, when there's a power exchange, there should be safe and sane and consensual play in place. This partner should know you well enough to know what your boundaries are and respect them. So as long as you can communicate in some way and all of that's been worked out in advance, you can throw so many different toys or, or different things that you can wear in the bedroom into the play. One really effective uh, BDSM communication technique we had uh, uh, heard from someone was use, the the submissive, who is ever bound or um, tied up, holds on to a piece of cloth with their hands, and the moment they let go, uh, they let it go. The per- the dom knows to stop immediately, get them loose, get them out of whatever they're in, and you know that keeps them safe. I've heard the same thing, but with um, a squeaky toy, like a dog toy, uh, or a ball. If yeah. you let go of the ball and it drops and starts bouncing, or if you hear the squeaky toy, that means this is too much. Right, right. And that's held in the hand of the person who's in a submissive position. Right. One of the things that I think is important here is really setting up, you know, if you are going to play in, in sort of a kinky place or with some of these things that we're talking about, and I think in any sexual encounter, that if you can set it up, and I once heard someone say that you, like, go out to a restaurant, don't even be in your bedroom so that you're pressured at that moment to have sex so that you can really be clear about what is a yes for you, what is a no, what is a maybe, and setting up your guidelines um, beforehand and then when you get into, like, a situation like this that we're talking about with maybe a ball gag or a hood or something, being able to know those cues and read the nonverbal communication because we are communicating all the time with our bodies, and it's, it's about picking those up. Mm. Absolutely. I think laying toys out prior to starting is a good idea, too, so that nothing comes out that you're not expecting. So if you're going to play with toys, maybe they should be laid out far in advance of playing, you know, in the space where you're going to play so it's there's an agreement between you and your partner. This is, you know, or whoever else is involved, if it's a play party, this is what I'm comfortable with using today and this is the mood that I'm in. And it's really clear, you know, what play you're pretty much like signing up for, you know, in that regard. Because a lot of people have a large collection of toys and products to choose from, but they're not always in the mood for every single thing. Right. You know, and you you don't want any surprises when you're just not in the mood for that and you might be in a position where you can't really say no. Right. So we're talking with Victoria from EdenFantasies.com. Uh, anything else you want to throw in? We have about three minutes till our break. Um, anything else you want to throw in about communication and how we can use some of the things that are reviewed on your site for that? Lovers games are really good, uh, especially for people who are just getting to know each other a little bit. There are games um, that you can find. We have a couple dozen on our site of all different kinds, some that are more risque than others, some that are good for groups. And then there are some that actually get you to tell your partner what you'd like to do to them or what you would like to have done to you. So um, that's kind of a no-pressure, fun, you know, keeping it lighthearted kind of way to get into communicating. And you can also do little things like making your partner aware that when you have things laid out or you're wearing lingerie or you've taken a bath and done this one ritual where maybe you're wearing, like, certain body oils or fragrances, that that means, you know, I want sex to happen or I want this kind of play to happen with you tonight. Um, 
So I, I think with my partner, I lay things out sometimes literally on the bed so that he knows that uh, I might want to do this tonight because our bedroom is very private. So I think that that's appropriate too. Um, it's a visual cue, and I think visuals and, and body language and tone of voice and even facial expression, they all play into what's going on and what you're in the mood for. Great. Victoria from EdenFantasies.com. And we created a special coupon code again. Oh, we have a coupon. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) If anyone would like to try some of the products we talked about or to check out some of the other things they might have in mind, we created a special 25% off coupon. It's good for an entire week uh, starting right now. And the coupon code is TALK, T-A-L-K, and you enter it uh, upon checking out and you save 25% on your entire order. That's awesome. Very generous. EdenFantasies.com, 25% off, entering talk when you check out. Thank you so much, Victoria. We're going to have you back. We're going to do a bonded show uh, for Halloween, and I definitely oh, want to have you back for awesome. that. <laughs> so, I'll be there um, with chains I want to hear all of your, your goodies that you have all that have to do with that. So. Thank you so much, and, and when we come back, we're going to have our guest Kelly Bryson on, the author of Don't Be Nice, Be Real. He's a marriage and family therapist, and his site is languageofcompassion.com. Go check it out, and we'll be back for more Sex with Jaya. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Red Hot Touch. Jaya will be your guide into erotic education like you've never seen before. From her award-winning, best-selling Erotic Touch series, you'll learn touch techniques that will have your lovers writhing in pleasure and more than willing to return the favor. Jaya reveals her secrets for creating unforgettable sensual experiences. Learn over 100 techniques with the complete course. That includes erogenous zones, erotic massage for sexual positions, and more. Visit RedHotTouch.com to order or download instantly. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice America Sports Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're on with our guest Kelly Bryson, author of Don't Be Nice, Be Real. And Kelly is one of my just, you know, one of my favorite authors. I really, really devoured his book. I was deathly sick and it gave me the time to just sit down and I like read it all in one day and then D Love bought like ten copies and handed out a whole bunch to his friends. So we are a big fan of you, Kelly. Well super. I'm I'm flattered and, and delighted that you're you're helping me promote the book and that you got something good out of it. Mm, yeah, one of my favorite chapters um, was, uh, you know, you talk a lot about eroticism in your book and a lot about women and, and sort of the history around sexuality. And that, that stuff was always, of course, an interest to me. So I really, I really got a lot out of it. Yeah. A lot out of it. And I got a lot of out of We did a session with Kelly, yeah. D. Love, and I. And that was really, a, really powerful. We were going through some rough stuff, and you sort of helped us. Realize what we valued. Yeah, at the Dr. Dakini Conference. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Right, I could support you just particularly in that way, to support you in finding your values and mm-hmm. living those, as opposed to trying to get you to adopt mine. <laughs> <laughs> what most therapists do. Right. I think. So tell us a little bit about your background. You know, you're, you're a marriage and family therapist and how you got into um, working with nonviolent communication in your book. How did you cut? That's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, how, did, how did you get into all this? Well, the short answer is I, I came from a very painful, dysfunctional home. That, you know, we were split up and put in foster homes. There was a lot of violence in our home. And so I think it really messed me up. So I don't think I could afford all the therapy I needed. <laughs> I just went into the business myself. Mm. Yeah, so kind of like a you got to become a dealer if you can't afford the, <laughs> the drugs. Like we 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 teach what we best yeah. we most need to learn. Exactly. I I was in such need to learn. Like, how come I'm suffering so much? Why can't I make my relationships work? And that kind of stuff that I I just dove into trying to figure it out. And started attending, you know, all these psychology classes and. Started a master's program in Georgia, humanistic psych, trying to understand things like the phenomenology of rejection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, why? What's that all about rejection? And how come I keep getting it? And 
sounds like my early story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably fairly common. And what led you to writing your book? Well, uh, I just had stuff I needed to say, you know. Um, we have Dr. Rosenberg's book, uh, Nonviolent Communication, which I think focuses a lot on empathy, right? how to be empathic and connected with other people. I found a, a need to balance that with honesty, like, because I was trained to be a nice, good boy. Consequently, I had a lot of stuff bottled up in me, mm. everything from my sexuality to my you know, just expression with life, my creative expression. It was all kind of blocked and bottled up in me. I needed to find a way to cure my nicitis and bust out so that I could be more fully expressed and healthier, just just to feel my flow happening again. That's one of the things that's really important to de-love and I in a relationship is complete and total honesty and transparency, and, and I love that you teach that. Yeah. I tell you, the more I teach it, the more I realize how hard it is to do and how absolutely vital it is to healthy within myself, healthy body, healthy relationships, healthy community. And I think, D-Love, didn't you find out that it was sort of a turn-on to, uh, to women, though? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, this is sort of before um, Kelly's specific, the whole nonviolent communication thing came into play. But the the absolute uh, transparency, I, yeah. I dove into polyamorous yeah. lifestyle, figuring that that would probably mean that I'd be single for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, polyamory, for people who don't know, is many loves. Um, so it, it means the opportunity for having deep, intimate relationships with more than one person, not necessarily sexual. Um, and, but what I, what, my approach to it was to, right off the bat, tell anybody uh, with whom I found a spark what I was up to and what I, what I was doing, and I, I thought that that would just turn people away. And what I found was people were just like, oh, my God, breath of fresh air. This guy's telling me what's going on. It doesn't turn them away. It turns them on. Total turn on. <laughs> And it gave them the opportunity to say yes or no, and if they were confused about it, um, then that was something for them to look at, and I could continue to hold space for it and and, uh, maybe draw attention to things that they're not seeing. But, um, you know, just the straightforward communication gives gives people freedom. Gives people freedom, and the other thing, another thing it does is it creates trust on an energy level. Right, because they know you're you're shooting straight, and then they can trust you, and then that meets their need for security. Right, which often the solution for the security need is is control or monogamy or you know very limited agreements and things. But another way to get the security is through the trust, mm. through the honesty that trust creates. And as we've talked about, trust creates really good orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me to my next question. Why is this type of communication, nonviolent communication, why is this valuable to our sex lives? Well, partly because of what we're talking about right now. Uh, I actually think truth is the greatest aphrodisiac. Mm. And it creates the most trust, creates the most connection, it allows for the intimacy. If I feel safe, I'll let my walls down and let my energy come forward, my truth, my vulnerability, my sexuality. And if I don't feel safe, then I'll withhold it somehow, and then that limits uh, the flow of erotic energy and every other kind between us. So I think we can, through our communication, if we're honest and self-responsible and kind with our communication, kind meaning, uh, not meaning to dilute it or water it down or be nice, but kind meaning having the intention of just having my feelings and needs heard, having the intention to 
negotiate to a win-win between us. Mm-hmm. So we're talking with Kelly Bryson, languageofcompassion.com, and he's the author of Don't Be Nice, Be Real. And Kelly, we're talking about transparency, but um, this month is about kink, October is. Yeah. So we're talking a lot about fantasies and desires and things that people consider kinky. Yeah. Why is transparency important when it comes to communicating some of these? You know, I get so many couples who are just so afraid to admit to their partner what they really want when, it, you know, in the bedroom or around desires or any kind of fantasies that they have. Yeah. Um, so how can people, one, be, be transparent because it's really difficult for a lot of people, and two, why is it so important that we, that we do that? Well, it's important because if we don't share our erotic truth with each other, uh, we start to create a separation or a distance. It starts to, I put all my fantasies in one corner of my consciousness and you put yours in another corner. It's like this couple I worked with where he lived in one end of the house and watched pornography all day and masturbated, and she lived in the other end of the house reading romance novels and masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just not getting together. They weren't connecting. They weren't, they weren't feeling safe that they could share their truth and deal with their partner's reaction to it. Mm. What I'm practicing doing is dancing in rhythm to the beat of my own soul, sharing the fullness of my sexual fantasies, and then enjoying it, being, staying present when it triggers my partner. Mm. When it triggers her, if I can just hold sacred space for her, sacred attention, and allow her to have her anger, her fear, her hurt, whatever it is, and be present to it, we'll both grow from that. She'll grow in knowledge of who she is and what she's all about and what she's telling herself and what her stories are and how she could stop. And I'll grow in the intimacy that it creates to hold space for someone in an emotional state. Um, one of the things, like this may be something you get more, we go more into depth after the break, but um, this kind of thing, you're talking with a partner who's sort of versed in the dialogue of transparency and nonviolent communication. Um, how about when you're dealing with somebody who just doesn't, you know, they want what they want and they don't have the ability to articulate in nonviolent ways or don't stand um, the, the holding space for them? I hope that question makes sense. It only takes one to make the process work. Mm. It doesn't take the cooperation of two people. Mm. Even if the one speaks, uh, like, it sounds like it would be kind of in a demanding way or, Right. Where they're focused on just their needs and they're not really connected with other people's needs. That's okay. I can still hold space for them. I can empathize with the urgency and the intensity of what's going on with them without losing myself. Mm. Because empathy doesn't mean I'm in agreement. Just because I empathize with how strong you have these desires and these fantasies and these urges for certain things, that's wonderful. I can hold space of empathy for that and still hold on to myself. Mm, you know, that doesn't work for me. This brings up fear, brings up concern about pain or whatever the truth is for me. And if we can stay in that kind of a dialogue, I guarantee shift or synergy will happen pretty soon. <clears throat> Wonderful. So we've been talking with Kelly Bryson of Don't Be Nice, Be Real, languageofcompassion.com. And we, when we come back, I want to touch on, you know, you said some, something really important there about shift or synergy. And and just giving couples some guidelines or, or even single people guidelines about how they can come to shift or synergy in the bedroom. And then I also have a question for you from a listener about broaching the subject of something they consider to be kinky because they're really afraid of rejection. So when we come back, we'll touch on both of those. 
Thank you so much, Kelly, for being on. I'm so excited about this topic. Um, and I also want to announce that we have a new website, so uh, redhottouch.com, if you go there, get our DVDs and our books. And um, we're having a little, we just launched the new website, so if you have any bugs, please let me know um, if you have any difficulty with ordering or anything on the site. That would be great. We also have our new release this week, um, our new video out on female self-pleasuring. Um, so if you feel so inclined uh, to, if you're a female or a male who loves females, uh, our new video. So it's been a very, very exciting week. And uh, John and I were also on Playboy Radio this week giving uh, penis massages to the host. So that was that was a lot of fun. Very interesting. And we had to do a lot of communication. So it uh, ties in with what we're talking about today because we we discovered that different people like a lot of different things. So we'll be back with uh, more Sex with Jaya turn. Thanks so much for listening. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Red Hot Touch. Jaya will be your guide into erotic education like you've never seen before. From her award-winning, best-selling Erotic Touch series, you'll learn touch techniques that will have your lovers writhing in pleasure and more than willing to return the favor. Jaya reveals her secrets for creating unforgettable sensual experiences. Learn over 100 techniques with the complete course. That includes erogenous zones, erotic massage for sexual positions, and more. Visit RedHotTouch.com to order or download instantly. Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Carrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Carrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
tuned in to Sex with Jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own. Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We've been talking with Kelly Bryson of languageofcompassion.com. And I also just want to remind listeners they can get 25% off at EdenFantasies.com. They enter the coupon code TALK, T-A-L-K, TALK. And I have a question from a listener, Kelly. Uh, he says, I would like to try something with my partner. How do I broach the subject of something we consider to be kinky? I'm afraid of rejection. Yes. Well, that's a big subject. First thing is, I recommend that if you have fear running about bringing up a fantasy or whatever it is, start by sharing that. Hey, I'm really nervous here bringing this up because I have some shame around it and I'm worried about uh, receiving rejection. So basically they just lay it out right away. Put it like, on the I'm table, afraid right? I feel like you're going to yeah. reject me. Well, that's their thoughts. I would okay. recommend they say their emotions, not just their thoughts. So talk about the nervousness. I feel scared right now because, as I imagine telling you, my fantasy, I'm, I'm, I'm scared because I imagine you rejecting it or whatever. That's the first thing is because unexpressed fear looks like aggression to other people. Mm. So I want to make sure that that's, that connection is there. And I might even ask for empathy first before the actual action of, of whatever my fantasy is just to create the connection. How would that look? It would sound like this. You know, I'm really nervous. I, I want to bring up a sexual fantasy, and I'm worried about how I'm going to respond to your reaction. So I just need some understanding for that. Partner dear, what do you hear is up for me right now? Hmm. So I start by trying to create the connection, to be heard together first, and get that kind of solid. Because the more solid that connection, the less likely people are to go into their reactivity. The more solid the connection is. So you're doing a little bit of preventative medicine. Kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. I'm also separating my need for empathy from my need for sexual play. I'm Mm. asking for my empathy straight first, and then I'm going to talk about my sexual expression desires and needs. And some listeners may not know what empathy means. What, What do we mean by empathy? It's to demonstrate understanding of what's going on in the other person, in their energy, what their feelings are, what their needs are, what their requests might be. But it's for me to demonstrate that, not just say I understand, but to check out my understanding. Is this what I'm understanding? And also, empathy is an energy. It's not really words. It's an energy of resonance. When I'm really grokking, taking in, understanding, resonating with what's alive in another person. I'm taking notes. Yeah. That doesn't mean <laughs> agreement, though. D-Love, during the break you were talking about um, needs and strategies and a question that you had to, for Kelly. Um, yeah, the, one of the things in talking about nonviolent communication with um, friends of mine uh, is the, the, the thing that um, people really get tweaked by this concept of um, communication. There's no, no compromise. Concept no of what? Yeah. what? What's that? Say that again. The concept of what? What'd you say? They don't. Uh, the, the concept of con- there's no need for compromise. Yes. What I say sometimes in my book, I have a section, I say that compromise, that's where you share the resentment 50-50. Mm. And there's no need to compromise ever 
in an abundant universe where, where we have creativity and we have compassion for each other, there's never a need to compromise. Compromise is where we don't have creativity and compassion and connection going on. Then mm. we resort to compromise because we're hopeless. But I've never seen it not work that if people will actually get into connection about what their feelings, needs, and strategies are, I've never seen it not work that either shift or synergy would happen. Mm. And that comes to my next question. It's perfect. How do couples have shift or synergy in the bedroom? How does this happen? Well, they've got to get naked. <laughs> <laughs> and I think by that you mean emotionally. Exactly. Yeah. They've got to strip down, let go of the defenses, and nakedly reveal what's alive from the neck down. What are the emotions going on? Not emotions mixed up with accusations, not I feel unloved by you or I feel abandoned or I feel controlled. All of those are accusations disguised as feelings. Mm. Instead, I want to say the emotions. I'm scared to death right now that I'm not going to tell you my real yeses and nos as we engage in this. And I need empathy for that. What are you hearing? Mm. So I want to get into the connection with the other person. From the connection will flow the direction. And we'll find there's no need to compromise. As we get deeper into our connection with each other's needs, we'll see, oh, I'm moved. I'm, I'm shifted now. I, I now want to give you that penis massage or whatever it is. <laughs> shift, I see how wonderful it would be for you, and now I want to give to you. Or I have synergy, some, some synergistic thought that I had never thought of. Like, you know, I don't feel like touching your penis with my hand, but, but I kind of have some some tingling going on in my feet right now that might be interesting to explore to see if I would like to touch you with my feet. <laughs> a synergistic solution. <laughs> so, so I'm curious about, you know, you were talking earlier about the example of the couple who he was in one room watching porn and she was yeah. in another room yeah. watching romance novels. Yeah. How did they come to shift or synergy? Or how would a, a similar case come to that? Well, they would put their, their naked needs on the table. It was, first of all, be transparent about what's really going on. Share their erotic fantasies, their erotic life with each other. And ask the other one to reflect it back and to hear and connect with it. And then get the other person's reaction to it. Find out what goes on in response to hearing the fantasies. And listening to that and staying with that. And where do needs come in? Because we were also talking about the difference between in that we don't really have a language around real needs as opposed to the strategies. Exactly. We often mix up needs and strategies. I need you to hug me, for example, as opposed to I'm wanting some connection and affection. Will you? Will you hug me? And it's that mixing up needs and strategies that makes it hard to resolve any kind of conflict myself and another person. So I want to first separate and know the difference between a need and a strategy. Needs never have specific people in them or specific actions in them. Needs are universal to all people. Everybody needs affection. Everybody needs sexual expression. Everybody needs caring. Everybody doesn't need you to massage my back or doesn't need you to have sex with me right now. That's a specific action. That's where we get hung up. Couples could just get into connection clearly and energetically with what their needs are. The solutions would come and find them. They wouldn't have to decide. Mm-hmm. It would pop into your head like popcorn. Oh, yeah, we could do this. Right. So, so it's about finding out what your true need is and then creating 
a plan, like being clear that you're not using the strategy instead and then creating a plan that can get where your both your desires can meet. Does that make sense? But, yes, but the first step I want to in that strategy is to make sure we're deeply, clearly, energetically hearing each other's needs, not getting hung up on each other's actions or strategies. Right. So that's kind of like the reflecting and the connecting around the needs first before we move to solution. One of the biggest mistakes couples make is trying to move to solution before they're deeply connected with each other and each other's needs. Mm. I think there's another level of this, uh, you know, that I struggle with sometimes, which is uh, the language of nonviolent communication is a very uh, vulnerable, um, at times for me sometimes I feel like, what's this airy-fairy thing that uh, I've got to go to this this other conversation about my needs and my feelings before I just say what I want. Um, so it's it's kind of like a an ability to be in a truly vulnerable conversation um, is an acquired skill or a consistent practice for me because it doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah, and there are sometimes when I'm trusting the other person kind of intuits or understands my needs and I don't have to explain all about my needs, I just take the action, you know, when you pass me the salt, not I have a need for more, you know, salt intake, and <laughs> which <laughs> pass me the salt. <laughs> if there's an understanding there, then I don't need to go through explaining all about the needs. Mm. Right. So it's mostly when, you know, like the challenges come up or yeah. there's something that, you know, yeah. you're, you, there's a lot of emotional charge around. When there's like a charge or resistance, then I know I need to create more connectedness first. I need to raise the energy between us. One way to raise the energy is get into connection with each other in whatever way you can find to do that, through empathy or other techniques. If you can raise the energy, then you can move through the blocks better. Mm, wonderful. So when we come back, I want to talk more about um, your book, and, and there's a specific chapter in your book that I really liked uh, where you talk about the eroticism of violence, and I'm going to hear a little bit about your two cents on that. <laughs> and, uh, and we've been talking with Kelly Bryson, uh, languageofcompassion.com. Uh, you can also go to redhottouch.com, sign up for my newsletter. I'm going to be sharing uh, more about Kelly in in my blog. I have a new blog up on my new website, so redhottouch.com. Also, EdenFantasies.com has a 24% off coupon today for our listeners, actually all week. Enter a talk into your uh, checkout, 25% off. And uh, we will talk more with Kelly about his book. And I also want, uh, to Kelly, you're, you're going to be teaching in Hawaii. Yes, 22nd through 26th, I'll give a five-day kind of a, what's called a, a fall camp, a, a uh, series of several different workshops, including work on the forum, NVC, nonviolent communication, and other tribal technologies. Mm, wonderful. Oh, and we have to talk about your transparency tribes when we come back. Yes, yes. So we have a lot to talk about when we come back. Good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Sex with Jaya. We'll be back with more Kelly Bryson. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Red Hot Touch. Jaya will be your guide into erotic education like you've never seen before. From her award-winning, best-selling Erotic Touch series, you'll learn touch techniques that will have your lovers writhing in pleasure and more than willing to return the favor. Jaya reveals her secrets for creating unforgettable sensual experiences. Learn over 100 techniques with the complete course. That includes erogenous zones, erotic massage for sexual positions, and more. Visit RedHotTouch.com to order or download instantly. Total career success. What does it mean to you? Voice America presents a radio program dedicated to help you achieve your career goal. Even in times of economic uncertainty, you can achieve your financial goals. Whether you're a college grad, new in the working environment, or a top-level executive, you will benefit from the practical and proven advice on job search and career advancement. Join Ken and Cheryl Dawson every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for Total Career Success on Voice America. Wake up with a unique daily show. Listen for Mitchell John in the morning. Mitchell will bring you news, sports, and stock news from yesterday. You'll hear interviews from high-profile figures from the world of sports, entertainment, politics, and authors. Mitchell will talk to people throughout America. This is a show that throws right down the center. It's fun, information, and yes, even a little bit of music. Catch Mitchell John in the morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Voice America, and Thursdays on the Voice America Business Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. I want everyone to go right now to languageofcompassion.com and check out Kelly Bryson's work. He's going to be teaching a workshop in Hawaii. I so want to be in Hawaii with Kelly. <laughs> I'm jealous. October 19th through 26th. You're welcome, 19th through 26th of this month. This month, October. Oh, October, great. Um, and you are really passionate right now about something called a transparency tribe. Can you tell us about this? Well, I've... I'll tell you a little bit of what Eckhart Tolle said first. Eckhart Tolle in his book, Tools for the New, uh, the New Earth, or rather they called it the New Earth, he says that the New Earth will come through consciousness groups where people come together and drop their egos and connect authentically and support each other in staying in that vibration of authentic, transparent, naked honesty with each other. I've come to believe after teaching in D.C. for 25 years now that without a tribe that supports it, it holds that feel together, that steps into that consciousness together, people can't sustain the consciousness. 
kind of like a person singing and they're off key a little bit. They need a chorus to find their way back on key. Without the chorus, they're just lost, out of tune in the wilderness. And do you think there's also a level of accountability? Do I think there's a level of accountability? When you have a tribe, it helps with the accountability to, to stay in the, in the oh, flow yeah, of communication. People, absolutely. I, I've never experienced more beautiful honesty. People pointing out when I, my blind spots or where I'm out of integrity but with loving, kind honesty to me to help me even see myself, to help me even know myself and my blind spots. I don't think you can really know yourself outside of a sophisticated, conscious, honest tribe. In other words, it takes a village to raise a consciousness. Mm-hmm. You have to say it takes a village to raise a relationship. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, and yeah. I, I just had a baby, and I also say it takes a village to raise a baby, too. Yes. <laughs> we need villages. You can raise a relationship, a dominant, submissive, or a codependent relationship in our current cultural field. But if you want to step into a field of open relationship, of egalitarian relationship, of, of democratic relationship, then you're going to need to create a new field of consciousness around you, a tribe, a cultural community, to support that. Thank you for sharing, I'm, and I'm so glad that you're passionate about that because I yeah. think it's much needed. I'd really like to help anybody who wants to start such a tribe, learning NDC and the ZEG Forum for Community Building and other things, to give me a call, and I'm happy to come to your city and get something going. Mm. Great. Languageofcompassion.com to connect with Kelly about creating your own transparency tribe in your area. Yes. So uh, back to your book. I want to talk a little bit about your chapter on eroticism of violence and uh, yeah. just your take on that and how we've come to sort of tying these two things together. And, uh, you know, I have my own theories about it, but yeah. I'd love look, to hear yours. Look at every TV show you see. For 90% of the show, the bad guy beats up on the good guy. And then in the last 10% of the show, the good guy either kills or or maims the bad guy, and then what happens? He gets the girl. They go riding off into the sunset. He, he is the winner of the sexual prize, uh, the feminine sexuality. So, so we have sort of this, uh, the hero. The hero. Because he's beaten up someone. Or because he, he's doing righteous violence. Mm-hmm. He's doing good violence culture says, then that, that makes him a good guy and he deserves the reward of sexuality if he gets to do that. So even Ryan Eisler in her book, Sacred Pleasure, says that all domination cultures are controlled by the same thing, men controlling women's sexuality through intimidation and violence, like the Taliban. They totally control the sexual energy of their tribe, won't even allow a woman's arm to be seen in public. That's the linchpin of a domination culture. And you spent some time in, in some of those cultures, which is some of the things I found really, after I read your book, I was like, oh, I need to go over there and help women. <laughs> I was so, you know, passionate about what you were doing there. So thanks yeah. for doing that work, too. I know. I've been feeling it for years. I've been getting emails for years from women of Af- Afghanistan and how they've been oppressed and how I don't think we've responded that that very strongly or compassionate to it. And now we have this whole situation with terrorists and al-Qaeda and all that, I think it's a direct result of the feminine being stomped out or repressed in those cultures, mm-hmm. the nurturing, kind, compassionate, empathic energy has been under control. Right. And so you go there and into some of these cultures and you help them learn nonviolent communication. 
Uh, I've been in the Middle East some between the Israelis and Palestinians and then in Northern Ireland and also in the Balkans during the Balkan War. I was helped some of the groups there learn nonviolent communication and to become tribes like this one group in Belgrade, Yugoslavia, or I guess it's called Serbia, called the Smile Keepers. There's 60 psychologists. And I worked with them uh, so that they could become really deeply connected in like an amoeba, a field, a very, very powerful field. And they have actually helped, I believe, in Milosevic's reign there in, in Serbia. Wow. So, you know, I always say if we can create more peace in our bedrooms, we create more peace in the world. That's what I'm really interested in. It's what we call sex peace. Mm. Peace between the masculine and feminine. If we're ever going to solve the pain in the land, it'll be because we heal the pain between woman and man. Mm. That's the basic unit, I think, of disharmony. If there was really love, juicy sexuality, and juice flowing between all the men and women, I think we would have the resources we need to take care of all our problems. Mm. Wonderful. So go to Kelly's website, languageofcompassion.com, especially if you're interested in creating a transparency tribe. Um, Kelly's very generous with his time and and helping people to create those tribes. I think we should create one in L.A. What do you think, D-Love? I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> City needs it. Yeah, and, and, and we can add a little extra juice to it. Also, too. I'm available if people just want to have phone sessions and things and talk a little bit about it before they try to create one. I'm happy to do that with them, too or just for their own personal issues if they want to talk. I can see people over the phone. Wonderful. And so languageofcompassion.com to connect with Kelly, and our site is redhottouch.com. You can check out our newsletter, and I'm going to be sure to put in a little bit uh, in our blog about Kelly and our um, our talk today and his book and all kinds of great stuff. So be sure to check out redhottouch.com. And also edenfantasies.com. We had Victoria on earlier talking about um communication in the bedroom, sexual freedom, to get to get to those places of sexual freedom through communication. And um, they're offering 25% off entering the coupon TALK, T-A-L-K. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being with us today. It's always such an inspiration to talk to you. Like D-Love was saying during the break, he just wants to start studying NBC and, and all this stuff every time. He, he get, we both get very fired up about all, all of what you're doing. Wonderful. Well, hopefully you can come up sometime when we do our big events. We have week-long events up here at Lupin and whatnot. Oh, you're in Santa Cruz, right? Santa Cruz, yeah. Yeah, great. So, and thank you, D-Love. I think you you always add a little value to the show. Just a little? A lot of value. <laughs> that we we could use some nonviolent communication there, maybe. Ah, <laughs> and, and, little, what were you feeling there? there? I, I thought you were feeling something, do love. <laughs> uh, were you feeling undervalued? Uh, I have a need for some value here. Oh, thank you both. And um, next week uh, we'll have more on Sex with Jaya, and this month is Kink Month, so be sure to tune in, um, and we're also on iTunes. So uh, thank you so much again to to Kelly, and thank you to Victoria from EdenFantasies.com. Check us out, RedHotTouch.com. We have our new website. We have our new video, Female self pleasuring and uh, this has been a very very exciting week and I'm I'm so looking forward to more uh, sex with Jaya I am always looking forward to more sex with Jaya <laughs> <laughs> do I hear a need there <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear desire for sure <laughs> 
All right. Thanks so much for sharing with us, and uh, we look forward to more Sounds next good week. To me. Thank you both. It was good for me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.